Welcome to Homegirl Nation. I'm your host, Bridget Trong. Today's guest is the woman behind the Renewable Box, which encourages consumers to discover and use eco-products from Canadian small businesses. Her name is Viviana Toe, and although she's recently paused the business, she's now devoting her efforts on educating her TikTok audience about sustainability. This year's Earth Day theme is Invest in Our Planet, with the sentiment of working together as people, governments, and institutions to accelerate our efforts in creating a prosperous green economy worldwide. As we know, to make a global impact, we got to start local. So we're about to get into some ideas on how to live a more greener and more manageable lifestyle at home. Let's meet Viviana. Okay, so let's start from scratch, Viviana, if you don't mind. How did your sustainable journey begin? Like, Do you remember that point in time in your life where you really got hooked on really the ramifications of climate change? Yes, I guess like taking it a little bit further back, I would say it even started like in school um, when you would hear like when I first learned about climate change, I was like, wow, like this is so important and so serious. And then as I got older, it was like it fizzled away and like no one talked about it. And like I could even like list the years where it was like, why don't we hear about this? And it wasn't until like I graduated from university and I was sort of like living on my own and I was making my own buying decisions. And I was like, I have a lot of power over my decisions and what that impact is on the environment. And so it was like literally during the pandemic, locked in at my house. I'm like, it's time to do some research and buy the things that I think are you know important to have or sustainable alternatives to, to the things like you usually buy. Um, so I feel like it was like I can literally point it down to like that November 2020. I was like in this rabbit hole, like researching, watching videos, like getting very educated on this on the topic. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that sort of was the spark that led me to the renewable box. I'm curious, your background is, is it Vietnamese? Yeah. So I'm Chinese when my parents grew up in Vietnam. Amazing. Whenever I meet somebody with the same background as ours. I'm like, I got to hold you close. It's like sisterhood. We 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 come from the same intergenerational trauma. Yes, it's some it's like our parents' trauma, but we bond over it. Exactly. And one of the things that I have noticed with our parents' generation and culturally is that they like to hang on to things. They buy a lot of things and they let it accumulate where I'm like, "Why? You haven't touched all of that in that corner in probably five years. And yet you're on me about, you know, doing my spring cleaning. Given that, did you grow up in the same environment too, where it's just parents collecting things? My parents, like, they have things from the 90s. Like, (laughs) there's, they have so many things that they just keep. And like, I laugh about it because I'm like, this is probably where I got like my hoarding or like my sustainability tendencies from. Like, I'm using that old yogurt container for something else or like, um, I don't need to buy a new one. I have this one from 10 years ago. It still works. Like those sort of mentalities, I definitely like ingrained it and like use it in a different way. But yeah, definitely feel that. <laughs> That's such a good point. It's so true. You reuse all the containers, like every type of takeout, every t- everything that you buy from the grocery yeah. store, they look at it and they're like, we're going to get crafty with it and see what we can do. So that makes sense. I was thinking that could either lead you to a more sustainable lifestyle, right? From the early years of your upbringing or it can turn you off from acquiring things. I feel like it had a positive influence because it made me see that. And I was like, I don't want these my things. Like, I just want to be like 
you know, I still have my fair share of things. And that's probably just because of, you know, parental influence. But as I've gotten older, I've definitely realized like, oh, I don't want all these things in my house. I actually want to keep it quite minimal. And that, you know, one is in line with the sustainability thing. But then two, what I've learned from them as well is like all the things I do have, I always try to find a second life for them. Or I'm very hesitant to get rid of it because like in case you need it, which does save you on that sustainability space because like people do throw things out that, you know, maybe shouldn't be thrown out. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've gotten a lot of like good lessons or good life habits from it. Um, So a little bit of both, to be honest. I recently saw one of your videos where you talked about pausing your business, the renewable box. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to chat with you. I was just so curious as to how you got this business off the ground during COVID, right? Yes. Yeah. How did it start? Um, May 2021. How did it start? Okay. So like I mentioned, uh, I was in this very deep rabbit hole and I was doing research and, you know, picking out items that I thought I want, testing them out. And I was like, this is really difficult. One, it's time consuming. It takes hours to like look into the product, decide what it is that you're looking for, decide what company you want to buy from, if they're like actually sustainable. And then there's this other whole side of things where you don't even know what you don't know. Like I, for example, like you don't know of the sustainable alternative, why would you go looking for it, right? And so I realized that there were so many pain points towards starting a sustainability journey that would be so off-putting for everyday people. Like we're busy, we have crazy schedules. Like how am I gonna find the time to put three hours into researching this soap or this detergent that I've never used before? Why would I you know, deviate from the conventional alternative? So. After I sort of realized this, um, I was like, I wish there was some sort of box that just came with a bunch of items and would make it really easy for you to start living more sustainably. Googled it and didn't find anything online. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to make it myself. (laughs) It was such a great moment. It was like, I'm just going to do it moment. Um, It saw a lot of businesses like on social media and TikTok um, during the pandemic, like resin art or cupcakes, like that phase. And I was like, I can definitely do this. And it was just like fuel to the, um, adding fuel to the flame. I was like, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I had taken an entrepreneurship course in university and I uh, dusted off that report and I, you know, made, mm-hmm. I changed it up. And like within a week I had written my business plan. I just sat there and I was like, I'm going to make this business plan. I'm going to start this business. I wrote the business plan and literally everything was very bootstrapped in my opinion. I you know, watched a couple videos on how to start a Shopify store. I bought the domain. I started a Shopify subscription. I made the website just like myself taking photos at home, put it all together. And one of my first TikToks was actually me buying all my inventory and maxing out my student credit card. Uh, I'm sure that got some attention and some some opinions. It was actually um, my first TikTok and it did really well. And all the comments were like, you've got this, you know, yeah, I'm a small business. You, you know, it gets easier and, you know, I'm so proud of you for doing this. And I was like, whoa, like this is really positive feedback that I was not expecting. And again, more fuel to the flame. I was like, I'm doing this. Then. Like, yeah. this is a sign that like I need to be doing this. And everything was very like bootstrapped and just like sheer determination. I was like, I'm going to start a business. And ever since I was very young, I was like, one day I'll, I'll have my own business business and I never expected it to to be now or like at this stage but 
Um, they say that every, you know, you fail seven businesses before you have a successful one. So um, you know, wanted to get started early and that's sort of how the renewable box started. I love that you chose TikTok as the route to to kind of create this journey for all of us to follow along. Was it kind of a no-brainer for you to choose TikTok as the platform to do it? Funnily enough, I was really scared to post on TikTok. Like I had watched TikToks and like it felt very new at that time. And I was like, ah, oh, like maybe not. Like that's not the platform for me. Everyone is so like, you know, authentic and real on here. Like I, I don't know if I can do it. And after I posted that first TikTok and gotten a very positive reception, I was like, wow, like this is such a confidence booster. Like this is a really great community on here. Like maybe I will do this. Like the small business community is so supportive. Like literally hashtag small business owner was like how it blew up. Yeah. And they're all just so supportive. So I, at first I really thought I wasn't going to do TikTok. I was like, that's maybe there's not the platform for me. And then all of a sudden it became my main platform and it became like my number one source of promotion for the business. So it 180 very fast. I've seen your videos and I see the community that you've created out of this which comes as no surprise to me when I hear that you're going to pause the business for now and focus on content creation, but just not, not just any type of content creation. You really want to stick with sustainability and eco-friendly messaging to obviously shine a spotlight on the issue and educate us all. Was it hard for you to kind of leave that behind? Because starting a business, especially on your own, is no small feat. Yeah, you've caught me in this transition point, which is like a very interesting time. But I've been thinking about this for you know months and a lot of my followers actually came from my educational content and those videos where it, was, it had nothing to do with my business. And I think one of like the most important lessons you'll learn as an entrepreneur is like you don't create the product and force it on the market. You create a product that the market and the audience and the consumers, they really want. And I realized that I was going to add the most value and further the sustainability conversation more by creating you know, imperfect sustainability content versus selling a product. Um, there's so many ways. Like I started it because I wanted to make it easier to live more sustainably. Mm -hmm. And one selling products is one way to do it, but you know, making content and um, getting that out to as many people as possible and making it attainable was probably the best thing that I could do. So I've been thinking about it for a while, but um, finally starting to put that in action. It feels really good. Are there certain issues within climate change that's taking place right now that we need to know that we need to be aware of yes there is a lot of things that consumers do not know about in the sustainability space that are very important and that is because a lot of institutions benefit by having people not know so a lot of businesses hide a lot of their actions or they're not fully transparent with their actions because they are damaging the environment and they don't want you to know and they'll put a lot of money into making sure we don't. And so I think that is the number one thing to for consumers and everyday people to take note of is that one, we need to be educated on these things and we need to actively seek it out. It's not going to be put in front of us. They do not want to put it in front of us. And secondly, when you are looking for these things, you need to be hypercritical about them. Because sustainability and climate change is becoming a huge topic, there's a lot of greenwashing and you know straight up lying that's going on um, in order to make you know certain people, certain businesses, certain institutions look a lot better. So there is quite a bit that we don't know, but as people get more educated and are more aware of the topic, um, actively seeking that out and you know self-educating is going to be one of the most important things that we can do. Are there certain things that we need to be looking at when we're buying something? 
yes, there's a lot of, you know, organizations out there that are trying to make, you know, better standards and um, accreditations. So it's typical because there's so many things and each of them require different accreditations. But mm -hmm. I think or one of the most important things like that comes to mind is the word like natural or like eco is not regulated by anyone. And so any company can slap it on or even like make their packaging green with plants and things. But it doesn't actually mean that it is. And so it actually requires a little bit more digging on the consumer side um, into looking into the company itself, looking into where it's made. Does it have proper accreditations um, that are you know, globally recognized and not sort of made up? <laughs> and just taking the time to do the research into the specific thing that you're looking for. Um, there's a lot of great sites out there now that sort of do the research for you, which is you know, one of the things that Renewable Box was sort of striving to do is like we take we do the research for you so you don't have to. So there's a site that's called Good On You, which essentially um, researches and ranks fashion companies or brands and will tell you, oh, why are they sustainable or why are they not? And it's a great way to, you know, double check your research and see if the brand that you are buying clothes from is actually sustainable. Mm, interesting. Goodonyou.com. I need to check that out. What are the small changes we can make today to live a more sustainable life and have our planets back? The number one thing um, that I always tell people, it's not, sometimes it's not about what you do. It's about what you don't do. So not buying new things all the time is probably one of the best ways that you can reduce your footprint on the planet and using what you have. Um, that's like the easiest thing. You already have it. You use it as long as possible. That's the best thing that you can do. Um, the other small things that you can do is related to your everyday things. So, you know, easy things, you know, reusable straws, reusable bags. But if we really look at our daily life and what we do a lot of, if you think about things that we repeat in our day, it's eating. And what we eat actually has a huge impact on the environment because one, you know, it requires a lot of resources and comes from our planet until we do it three times, maybe more times a day, right? So choosing more plant-based options and being more mindful of the, the foods we're picking, like picking more local, is one of the easiest ways and most impactful ways that we can uh, make a change in our daily life. Mm -hmm. I love that note. Local. Small yeah. businesses too, local. right? Supporting those small businesses around us. What does your average day look like? Uh, somebody who is so sustainably driven, interested in knowing how do you start your day usually and how you end it? That's a good question. I The number one thing I always say is that with sustainability, it's like a lifestyle. So you your question is like, is my day different? I was like, no, like it's literally a normal life, right? But you're right. Like there are certain changes that I've made at one point in my life and sort of stuck to and integrated that make them different. So for example, um, I use a paper wrapped all natural deodorant. Or when I do my laundry, I use laundry strips instead of liquid detergent. There's like a lot of product items that I've made swaps for mm -hmm. that, you know, affect my daily life on a regular basis. I try to always remember reusable bags when I go to the grocery store. So they're like hanging in my house, very visible, very obvious. So I never forget them. Little changes like that. But if we to walk through my day, I honestly think my day is the same. I don't really do anything that different. It's just like the products that have been swapped. And if we talk about, I guess, like habits and things like that, maybe not every day, but 
habits like or sustainable habits that I've incorporated or things like you know if someone says oh like let's go to the mall I'll always say like oh like why don't we go thrifting or like do you want to grab takeout and do this then I'll be like oh like why don't we make dinner at home so it's like Mm -hmm. little things um and habits that I've sort of made swaps for but honestly that's the number one message I want to push is like you can live a sustainable life and it will be a normal life. I mean, the changes that you're making, they're just small pivots that everyone can do. Mm -hmm. I have to say though, when you are taking the lead on something like this, social activism in some capacity and putting your message and opinion out there, you're bound to get critics as well. I am totally of the mindset that we need to start yesterday in order to save our planet. Has it been challenging for you to push this agenda and this message on social media? I like to say that I'm actually quite lucky. I feel like um, I've been quite blessed and I don't receive too many. Of course I have, but I've definitely seen a lot of people, nasty messages on other, you know, environmentalist pages and things like that, that um, are actually quite terrible. So Mm. let's start there. Like there are definitely the fair share of deniers that are quite vocal and it can get really nasty and i have received a couple comments that are like that and um when i do receive them it is i try to take them as a teaching opportunity and i actually like leave the comments there and i like to respond to them with a video and whatnot oh bless you um (laughs) and sort of like educate and provide you know more context or something that might change their opinion or get them to start thinking about why they thought about this Mm-hmm. Um, another funny moment was like I had these like really nasty comments and people that follow me actually started responding to them and it was almost like they had covered all the points I was going to talk about and I was like I have nothing left to say like they actually just <laughs> responded for me and I was like okay wow like it's moments like this where like the community aspect of things like makes things like better and um, while there is their fair share of deniers like I, I am very hopeful that as education like is more widespread, uh, people will start to realize that, you know, we do need to act yesterday in order to help our planet. As the weather transitions, we're going to be getting out there on road trips, picnics, you know, biking around, doing all the outdoorsy stuff or seeing friends a lot more again. Are there certain products out there that we can be mindful of this spring? I think um, one of the ones that's a great one is, you know, as you're going out more, you know, invest in something to carry reusable cutlery or even like they have like containers or whatever that you can like attach the cutlery on top and you can take it with you so whenever you're you know going to take out or like you have leftovers at a restaurant or something you can take it up and go home or whenever i go to restaurants and they you know give plastic cutlery i'm always like oh no like i have my own in the car or like in my bag like always just having something that's easily accessible for you so that you can make those switches those out of plastic or whatever, like very conveniently, and it makes it a no brainer for you. And on the aspect of, you know, items specifically, a lot of spring cleaning is happening right now. So, Mm. you know, buying cleaning products or, you know, just cleaning in your home in general, um, look into sustainable alternatives. There is great products where instead of all purpose cleaner, it's just like a tablet, you drop it in the water, because why would you pay for water? And then you get an all-purpose cleaner that is usually from a small business, it's better ingredients, and it's less packaging and less um, harmful to the planet. And where do you find that? Um, There's a lot of great brands out there. One of the most notable ones is called Blue Land. 
they do it for like a lot of things like foaming hand soap, glass cleaner, all-purpose cleaner. That's one that I've seen is very popular. Amazing. We need you to keep going, Viviana. I really hope that you pick up the renewable box one day again. If not, I want you to keep doing this and giving us this information because it's valuable stuff. And when it comes from a place of real love and purpose, you can really feel it and it's easy for us to catch on to. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. At The Renewable Box is where you can find Viviana on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you so much for dropping by for this homegirl discussion. The door is always open.